0: So welcome to another episode of throwing over some fantasy football today, heading. I mean, we got a lot of nice men. You guys, you can go anywhere for your normal. First, we're here to tell you who to bench, and we're here to win you some heading into the playoffs. in fantasy, you know, take over your league, secure your point, give it up yet. Don't punt the season. Stevie, Jordan, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I, mean, I know we talked yesterday. Now, tonight, we get to do the fantasy going
0: this week. It's going to be fun. I like that, too, going back and forth like gambling shows because it kind of gives us like all the info upset that And then they were like, you know, the <laughs> yeah. matchups before, the low lines. It goes hand-in. We know you're a little under the weather, but
2: you made it. Hey, yeah, I mean, I like, uh, not going to lie, I've been a little, a little stuffed up. But, uh, you know, the Adams and Aaron Rodgers uh getting sick. So
0: let's get on to these picks. <laughs> kick it off right away with Thursday Night Football, you're doing already. But you got some last seconds on for you. But right now, I mean, chalk to me, but – I guess you can start playing. he's a must-start on right now is Devonta in just over 50% of leagues. Like, you can go your leagues right now. He's at double-digit points. It's been a bit TD-reliant, but he's still in double-digit points. He's getting more of a rushing as the back and a heavy rushing attack where Devonta, savvy, fat, working in the system. option, you're thin at running back. Your leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a nice spot with the running back. It's really kind of going with a sneaky flex play as a slim It's Rashad Bateman. I mean, mm-hmm. he's gotten six his first two weeks. He's getting more and more involved in the. He's looked good on tape. He double digit fantasy. I think Bateman can really exploit a bad, which is really getting shredded by receivers. And a new receiver now at jumping ahead of San Marquise Brown. I think Bateman is someone that he will, you know, at the very worst, have. Jordan? Yeah,
2: yeah, I totally agree. I like Ravens go. There's nobody else that I really love for a finish uh, with Bateman. He's kind of uh, jumped over the other two receivers <laughs> in there. So um, who else am I thinking of here? Um, or not, not Hollywood. I still like Hollywood as a while. Yeah, yeah. He's still getting a lot of targets, which I love. He's in this offense, but he's not taking away from Hollywood. He came off IR. He's still available in a lot of league. If he's still available in your league, absolutely pick him up. With Devontae Freeman – um, you know, Latavius Murray, Freeman's getting the carries. Yeah, we've seen Le'Veon Bell. They like Freeman um yeah. a lot and it figures to be a pretty run heavy game, so Definitely.
0: And we'll move on now to Sunday into the thick of it, kicking it right off with the Bills. You guys go first. I got a few small notes on this game. George Sleepers on the Bills. We got some injury concerns, we got some coming back. What anything you're looking at? I don't really want to keep an eye out for Knox.
2: If he plays, you gotta yeah. he has been yeah. such a difference maker this season. When he's been missing, man, he really knows. I think if he's healthy, I mean, going to say he threw a touchdown. So there's no real concern for me about the healthy he's playing. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, you know, we are taking trade questions if you got them. I'll um, take any
1: questions, man.
0: Any, any fantasy question, And not football even, related. Not even football related. I'm feeling
2: philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that uh, on the Jets side of the things, I think Michael Carr- an rb Two, I'm not gonna anoint him yet because he still doesn't have quite as much consistency. But you'd rather have him in your lineup and take the down week than 30 points in your bench. So, roll with him. I really like Jameson Crowder. It's just a a solid guy. Great last week, but mm-hmm. everybody else, I think, i him down. If anybody's getting the Trey White treatment, it's um, and I think that that probably frees up Jameson Crowder. You know little bit of little bit of action, huge game, but probably five catches is not out of the question for forty yards. You know, yeah.
0: not a bad PPR target. Before we get to you, Stevie, we're gonna take a look at Matt's trade proposal. He's looking to pull the trigger on a trade: Austin Eckler and Cole for Tyree Kill and Elijah Mitchell. I mean. Immediate action is, you know, Eklar is probably the the star piece of that trade. Obviously, Tyreek is Tyreek, but Cole has been downswinging a bit. He's dropping some balls. He's a little less involved here and there. I don't love the piece with Beasley. Tyreek and Mitchell feels a little more balanced return for me there, but I don't hate either side.
1: Yeah, the trade overall feels kind of balanced to me when I looked at yeah. it at first glance. It's like I don't mind either side here. I think Tyreek has the highest upside of everyone. He can get you those 40-point games that will just win you a week by himself. And I've liked a lot what I've seen from Eliza Mitchell, not only just his role but how he's looked. He's been very quick. He's made a lot of like great just – Reads through the line. I I like Elijah Mitchell. I think he's a very good running back. I don't know, can't really trust San Fran how they're going to use guys going forward. But I think he's going to have a role regardless. I would lean the Tyreek Elijah Mitchell side, but it's a pretty balanced deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like Eckler probably more than either of these guys, just because running backs tend to be valued pretty high. And mm-hmm. I was honestly, I was never one of the guys who was super high on Eckler. I saw him as kind of a back end RB one. High end RB2, but because of the injuries that we've had, um, and now the Dalvin Cook situation, which I'm sure we'll get into, um, but you know Derek Henry's out, um, Alvin Kamara's banged up, Christian McCaffrey's not hundred percent. you know that all those things slide Austin Eckler up the list a bit t- for me. It's fair. and I think I'd probably rather have Eckler than the other two guys, but it really depends on the roster. I think it's a pretty fair trade. It yeah, just depends true. on what what you're missing.
0: Yeah, it depends on his
1: other backs. I think that's a really good
0: point. Yeah. And he, you know, asks here. So running backs remaining would be Delvin and Cordero. Delvin, both of of them, if they play. A lot of sketchy things going on with him right now in Cordero. I just, I mean, for this season, fine. If it's a dynasty league, don't love that. If he asked if Mitchell will remain the starter. I think he will. Um, you know, once that backfield's fully healthy, they're not going to trust Trey Sermon yet. And Mitchell's right. Playing, right from week one, he threw up 100 yards. I don't think he's, he's shown any assistant. reason
1: not to be the starter. Right? He exactly. hasn't shown any reason not to yeah. be. I can't tell you what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are going to do five weeks down the road. But what I can say is Elijah Mitchell has proven that he can handle the starting role, and he hasn't shown that he should give it up. I think he should be the starter the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. I would um, I would actually probably try and put Delvin Cook in that trade instead of Eckler and then potentially see if I can get uh, Alexander Madison coming back to me just as an insurance policy. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Because yeah, if, that situ- if that situation blows up, you're potentially company, looking no. at having three RB1s coming yeah. out of this trade. Yeah, that could be huge. Um, But right back into the game there, Bills, Jets, Stevie, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, Well, I said this yesterday. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm okay if you need to stream a QB. Mike White, I'm fine with him. He's looked good from the really small sample size we've seen. But I'm going to disagree with you, Jordan. I actually like Elijah Moore the most out of the Jets receivers this week. I actually think Corey Davis will play, and if he does play, I think that's the guy White will just cover kind of blanket. Even if he does follow one guy, White may not just follow one of them. And Elijah Moore has really gotten more and more involved in the offense each week, and he looked really good last week against the Colts. He had seven for 84, two scores. He's got, I think, the best you know big play potential after the catch of these three receivers. So I'm just going to play upside. I think it's a high-scoring game, and I think the Bills offense you know, comes back to life this week. So that means you have potential for garbage time,
0: too. Even if the
1: Jets start slow, I think Moore will be involved, in whether it's garbage time or it's a close high-scoring game.
0: Yeah, we were talking um, to a guy from you know Jets Talk Radio yesterday on the cap, and he was bringing up more. and Mike White have a real connection, and they needed more to kind of step up. and Mike White's getting that out of him. With this game, though, I have some weird notes on it. Some weird, you know, kind of plays you could take out of this. One, if you're a dynasty player, deep league, you you need to pick up. with this, start looking at Kenny Aboah. This might be the week he starts getting his run. Undrafted free agent, you know, most people had a higher grade on him. Big athlete, decent blocker. They've been integrating him into the offense. Now, you know, Tyler Croft is out. They're stuck with Ryan Griffin and a guy Escrow, who's like Reggie Gilliam. He's more of a fullback gadget guy than anything. So they're looking at tight end. Start looking at Kenny Aboah before it's too late in your deeper leagues. My um, must start. Uh, I have two must starts in this one. Both guys who are rostered in most leagues but still started at just about 40% of leagues. Devin Singletary and Michael Carter, I like them both. Michael Carter, he's just been dominant. He's been absolutely dominant. That's an obvious one. And then Devin Singletary, real low start percentage right now for a high roster guy. But Zach Moss, some injury concerns right now. He was in a red jersey today at practice. Things are looking like he might go, but they shouldn't rush him back. There's a coaching staff who tends not to do that. And the Jets defense is allowing over 130 uh, rushing yards per game right now. 17% 17% start on uh, Singletary last week. You got to start him this week. Yeah, no, I
1: have no complaints. I love Michael Carter. He, he just seems like Stunned. a PPR machine going yeah. forward. I think he could be a potential league winner. I think it said that a couple weeks ago when he showed nothing to show that he isn't going to be. And Singletary, without, if, if there's no Moss, he can be that workhorse
0: yep, and we'll get going right into the next game here. We'll kick it off the Jordan. the Buccaneers, the Washington football team. some injuries in this one. We got Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, both looking like they might not go. in here, Rob Minkowski's still not practicing too Buck's offense. Is someone going to step up? You fading it? What's up, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I'm loving Mike Evans now. I think yeah. he's he's
2: a good enough receiver that he can produce no matter what corner you put across from him. And now you take all these other pieces out of the offense, but he's still got Tom Brady throwing to him. I think he goes off. I would be surprised if he doesn't put up
1: 20, 25 points. Could be a classic um, Mike Evans 2 TD game. It, it could be the Mike Evans 45-point week that he seems to have once or twice every year, right, where he yeah. just has 10 catches, 180 yards, two yeah. scores. This I could very well see that. that. Um
2: Leonard Fournette, I mean, I don't love the efficiency, but just because there's so many guys missing from that offense, I think he probably gets a few a few more looks. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, if you're looking to go real deep kind of dumpster diving, Ronald Jones might be in line to catch some passes this week. I know that they you know, they try and turn away from him, but, you know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of backup receivers that might have some t- uh, tough time getting open. Tom Brady might be checking down a, bit, a little bit, and we know that um, – as much as the, the Bucks administration loves uh, Fernand more than Ronald Jones, Jones is clearly the better pass catcher. So if you're looking for somebody you can pick up, that's probably what I would look at. Um, in terms of the other tight ends, you've got O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid. Neither one of them has really stepped up as, like, mm-hmm. the guy in, in the absence of Gronk. I mean, with, with receivers missing, they might both turn into, you know, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Braid is like, the top three Guys in the offense, but don't sleep I'm,
0: on Tyler
1: Johnson. So don't that's sleep uh, on Tyler uh, Johnson. Let,
0: let, let me let me give out my, my sleeper start right now. This is a guy, if you don't have him, pick him up. If you have him, start him this week. I like Tyler Johnson heading into this week, uh, you know. The, we talked about it. They're banged up at receiver at tight end. Tyler Johnson's a guy with sub 5% ownership right now, which is kind of crazy. I mean, there are good receivers not seeing the ball in this Bucks offense, like Jalen Darden, the rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tyler Johnson has been seeing the ball. Uh, six targets, five catches, 65 yards last week. Washington football secondary is awful. You got to scoop up Tyler Johnson. I think he's worth a start in deeper leagues, deep leagues. If you need a flex this week, look at Tyler Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of stole my sleeper, Miracat. You jumped in right there. But I I love Tyler Johnson. Washington's allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing receivers this year. And Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin didn't practice today. No practice on Thursday is a big sign that they may not suit up for Sunday. I think Tyler Johnson's someone you want to go grab right now. I'll talk about Washington real quick. I haven't been impressed by Antonio Gibson much at all this year. I think J.D. McKissick is a sneaky start this week yeah. because he's going to be involved in the passing game. I expect this game to blow out. I expect the Bucks' offense, regardless of who's healthy, to score a lot of points on this Washington defense that's been bad. And this is a little bias, but... Maybe go pick up Jared Patterson and just stash him on his bench. I'm not saying play him, mm-hmm. but Patterson had, had his most involvement the previous week for the football team before the bye week where he had 46 yeah. yards on 11 carries against a good Broncos defense. McKissick is not a workhorse back, and if Gibson is either out or if he's just not the guy, McKissick and Patterson are two guys that you could probably use the rest of the year. McKissick, I would definitely play this week. I like him at Flex value. Patterson, he's owned, and I think he's only owned at like 5% of leagues. Just stash him. Just stash him on your bench.
0: Yeah, Jared Patterson, great stash right now. You brought up he led that backfield right before the bye. Could be seeing more looks, but we'll get into the next matchup. It's the Falcons at the Cowboys. A lot of fantasy relevant players here. I'm just, you know, you know who to start the Mari Cooper's, the CD Lambs. If yeah. he plays, you know, the, the, you start him. But I'm looking at another sleeper receiver here. It's on the Cowboys. It's Cedric Wilson. He is good, and he is another guy sub five percent ownership right now in most league formats, which is crazy. He's been yeah. playing great over the past three weeks. He's seen 15 targets nine catches, 154 yards with a receiving touchdown. And he has two pass completions for like 22 and 30 yards, one of them being a touchdown. So you got a little bit of an X factor, a little sprinkle of points uh, potentially from that, which I love receivers, you know, return punts, do gadget plays like that could get you that extra touchdown that you need. Cooper is banged up, and yeah, you know, if Wilson plays, he's another guy who's questionable heading into this week. But if he plays and Cooper doesn't, I I think you start Cedric Wilson.
1: I I'm, I might pump the brakes on that, Meerkat, because guess who might be returning from the IR this week? He's on track to return. It's Michael, Michael
0: Gallup. Gallup. Michael oh, Gallup? Oh, no. I didn't know that. He's
1: on track to return, and he's oh, no. only owned in 50% of ESPN leagues. Insane. First off, if he is not owned in your league in the half a league – Go pick him up. Go pick him up right or now. Not. I don't know if I have confidence to start him, but if Amari Cooper's out, I will be fine starting him. And I think he is on track to play this week. I think Michael Gallup is definitely pick him up. Definitely have him on your roster. Maybe try to buy low on him before the guy realizes that Michael Gallup's back. He's a good receiver, and this is a good offense that uses a lot of weapons. Michael Gallup could be a sneaky start.
0: Mm-hmm. Jordan, yeah, what are you I you want
1: yeah, I mean, Michael
2: Gallup is not going to be the, the star receiver in that offense, but it's an offense that's potent enough that a lot mm-hmm. of guys get looks, and so he's yeah. absolutely worth picking up. And I can't believe that this guy even counts as a sleeper, but he's only owned in 20.5% of ESPN leagues, and that is Russell Gage. Guys, with like Calvin Ridley yeah. um, just out indefinitely, Russell Gage is that number one receiver. Yeah, he's been hurt, but he's healthy now. Last week, he had seven catches for 64 yards. That's 13.4 points in TPR. Uh, Week seven, um, he had, looking at it right now, six targets, four catches, 67 yards and a touchdown. That's 16.7 points right there. And again, mm-hmm. I mean, this is an Atlanta offense. You still have Matt Ryan. I mean, he's not a, a elite quarterback, but he's good enough to get people the ball. And at only 20.5% ownership, Russell Gage deserves better
1: than that. I I love that pick. And one thing, people think the Cowboys' defense is pretty good because they get a lot of big plays, a lot of turnovers, but they also give up a lot of yards. And I expect the Cowboys – no, he, he he gets a lot of picks, but <laughs> yeah. he can't really cover anyone. No. And my whole thing is I think the Cowboys are going to just score at will on this Falcons defense. They they had a terrible week against the Broncos. They expect a big bounce-back week against this Falcons defense. And if that means they're going to score, the Falcons are probably going to have opportunities to score as well. It may not be early in the game, but my two favorite words, Meerkat, garbage time. Yeah, Russell Gage would be great for garbage time this week. I love that pick, Jordan. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up Trevon Diggs too because
2: um... – you know, I was, I was looking into a poll. Somebody was like, oh, you know, who's like the MVP? And it's like, yeah, Tramon Diggs, he does have a lot of interceptions. But like Meerkat said, he gets beat a lot. Yeah, so He,
0: he plays it he, so aggressively to get mm-hmm. the interceptions. He blows right. so many coverages. And right. it's just irresponsible.
2: And if you're a Russell Gage owner, you're not getting gig for those, you know, a pick six or an interception. And if, you know, they, they throw the ball ten times to Russell Gage and one of them gets picked off, three of them fall incomplete, that's still seven completions. That's seven points right there before
0: right. yardage. Yep. yep. EJ, I don't know if you missed uh, a little earlier on. I mean, I we talked about. I love Devonta Freeman this week. Uh, he's in a great position. He's facing a bad, terrible defense. He is the clear number one back behind Lamar Jackson in right. that uh, offense. And. His touches going up and becoming a little less TD-reliant. I like him this week. Uh, Stevie brought up J.D. McKissick. I like them both, honestly. If you're in a PPR league, I mean, I might lean McKissick because, you know, Gibson falling out of favor. We're talking about we don't know what that backfield's looking like, but the one thing you could trust out of is J.D. McKissick as a receiver. Still, the inconsistency scares me. I'm leaning Freeman, but I don't hate either option.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with either. I would lean McKissick just because I think he's going to get a lot of receptions late in the game when they're down big to Tampa, which I expect. But I'm fine with either option.
2: Yeah, I, I like McKissick here just because he's probably going to get more passes. Which mm-hmm. you know, a 10-yard pass is going to get you more than a 10-yard rush. Mm-hmm. And I especially think especially if the, it's a PPR league. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think his potential is a little bit higher. Um, yep. But both of them are, are really solid starts for this week.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. And then we go into the next matchup here. We have the Saints at the Titans. Obviously, no Derrick Henry for the Titans. Who knows if the receivers are healthy yet? Who knows what's going on there? And the Saints, you know, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, a lot of question marks going on. Stevie, I'll kick it off to you first. I mean, this is tough for the
1: Saints right now because
0: Alvin Kamara didn't practice today,
1: and he is the backbone of their offense. Without Alvin Kamara, it's like, yeah, you could probably trust Mark Ingram because he's familiar with this offense. Maybe he gets a lot of work, but I don't know if I want to trust Alvin Kamara against the Titans. I kind of like Marquez Calloway. I know I've been burned every time I go into Marquez Calloway, but they got to throw to someone, right? And if Kamara's out... Callaway has to be the guy. I don't think it's going to be Deontay Harris. I don't think it's going to be Trey Smith. If there's anyone on the Saints that I trust this week, it's probably Callaway. But if Alvin Kamara is playing by Sunday, if he's healthy by Sunday, then there's no one else. It's just Kamara for the Saints. I think that's how I want to play it. We got to get a little
0: head-to-head just like the gambling show Stevie right now because you're saying you like Callaway, you don't trust Harris. I'm fading Marquez Callaway this week. I'm not starting him in any league. I have him. And you know who I picked up in a couple is Deontay Harris. After coming back from his injury the past two weeks, he's seen 15 targets. He has nine catches. Trevor Simeon was throwing him the ball. I'm sure Taysom Hill will if it comes to Taysom Hill. He was the most targeted receiver last week from Simeon, so he's a versatile guy out there. I'm not saying he's a must-start, but – if you Then at receiver, you're looking for a sneaky guy. I do like Deontay Harris. I don't trust Marquez Calloway's inconsistency. I just can't buy into it.
1: I just don't trust either. I don't want to start either. I'm just saying if Camara is out, I think there has to be someone to move the ball on that offense. So, so I, me, I guess picture your poison with the, either receiver. So let me hmm. break this tie up here. First, I apologize for my
2: lighting here. I look like a unlock <laughs> character in a video game right now, but <laughs> the sun's like starting to go down, and it's. <laughs> but um, I'm not trusting Marquez Callaway here, just because if Alvin Kamara can't go, that means that the Titans don't have to stack the box, which means not only do they have Kelvin, I mean, uh, Kevin Byard, they can give him help. And I don't think that Callaway wins that one-on-one matchup to begin with. If he's got safety help over the top, I think that's really tough. I would definitely trust Mark Ingram over that. Um, But again, I mean, Ingram, I don't think his ceiling's all that high. He did start getting some touches last week, which is a good sign for somebody in his first game Mm -hmm. with a a new team. I mean, same coach and everything, but he hasn't been with this team since Drew Brees was there. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough to trust these Saints receivers because you're hoping for the hot hand. I would kind of lean towards Deontay Harris just because sure. I think that they're both, you know, neither one of them a wider receiver one, and I think Harris is probably more likely to get um, corner two looks. Okay. So I think matchup-wise he's probably got a bit of an easier day, but it's tough to trust any of these guys. I will That's say uh, my one of my bold predictions before the season was that Alvin Kamara would be the only fantasy-relevant uh, New Orleans Saints this season. And uh, it's coming so true. far, <laughs> it's, to fruition. it's coming true. We do
0: have another question from the crowd this time from Christian Kane. Christian asks, PPR, are you trading Odell Beckham Jr., the newest Los Angeles Ram, and Damian yeah. Harris for Miles <laughs> Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, and Chase Edmonds? I, I, I think this one's pretty clear cut for me. I'm not trading away Damian Harris for anything in the other side of that package. Miles Sanders, you know, been injured, but, you know, you're seeing other guys come out in this backfield where they didn't even use Miles Sanders. They weren't giving him any touches. I don't trust him right now, although I. I like him as a player. I don't trust Nick Sirianni, and the guy's blowing up out of the backfield right now. Only hurts his case. Emmanuel Sanders is a great receiver, very inconsistent fantasy-wise right now. And Chase Edmonds, he's injured, and you're seeing James Conner go off while he's out. OBJ, I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one in L.A., but I think he's fantasy relevant. And Damian Harris is just a great consistent back this year. Yeah, you made that perfectly clear, Micah. Da- Damian Harris is by far the best piece in
1: this deal, mm-hmm. so I want to hold on to him. And Obdell has probably the highest upside in this deal, so I want to hold yeah. on to him. On the other side, I mean, Chase Edmonds, I liked him this going into this year, but he's not getting any red zone looks. And James nope. kind of just went nuclear the first game Edmonds missed. He got injured early on. He was out for the rest of the game. Uh, James kind of had 40-plus fantasy points. And now this week, Edmonds is doubtful. So, no, I wouldn't do that deal either. Keep OBJ and Damian Harris. Keep OBJ on your bench for now for a little bit. Maybe you get someone to buy high on him if he has a good first game with the Rams, but keep your side.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Chase Edmonds, he's more of a shifty back, so uh, an ankle sprain that he's dealing with is going to be really tough for him because he's not Mm -hmm. a powerful back. you know. And when you lose – That mobility as a smaller, uh, agile guy, that really takes away a huge part of your game. So the way I see it, you've got Damian Harris, who is a clear starter. I mean, I, I don't necessarily love him as an elite running back, but I think he's the best player in this deal. And then you've got OBJ, who has clearly the highest upside, because I'm not saying I expect it to, or even that it's reasonably likely, but there is that off chance that he could somehow supplant Cooper Cup as a wide receiver one, just because... That offensive system is clearly built to have a clear wide receiver one, wide receiver two. And right. Cooper Cup, I mean, I think he's, I don't think he's quite as good as he's looked this year. I think OBJ is better than he's looked this year. There is that off chance. I mean, let's be real. The people who drafted Cooper Cup, you drafted him probably round five, six, seven, somewhere in there, thinking he'd be a flex player. And he's easily, you know, clearly a top five, not the number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, most valuable wide receiver in fantasy this year. I'm just saying there is that chance that OBJ skyrockets in L.A. He could also be the next um, Deshaun Jackson and fall by the way. Right. Yeah, the I love OBJ,
0: is- but I don't, see, I don't see him supplanting Cooper Cup right nah, now. Okay? Cooper I, don't, I don't, is so I legit, Yeah, he's going to break one. the receiving record.
2: I don't. I'm not saying I expect it. I'm just saying there's that off chance. where when I look at the other guys, I don't see that kind of upside with them.
1: I would say the upside for Odell is to become the number two over Robert Woods and have Robert Woods be more of a gadget guy, even though I don't really expect that. I think Odell at best is probably the third option in this Rams offense, but it's a good Rams passing offense. I, I like I say, he has a lot of upside, but Damon Harris is the best player in this deal. That's why I'm Agreed. Not
0: taking it. Yeah, Agreed. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, just quick from Lucius, what do you guys think of Bateman? We already, already went I, over I, it. Stevie yeah, loves like him. 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 Jordan loves him. Start him tonight. That's all you need to know on that. Next, we'll get into the Jags Colts matchup. Nothing really pretty going on here outside of, you know, the obvious Michael Pittman, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You guys are starting with you have him. But, yeah. you know, a guy you might want to pick up and look at. I'm not saying start this week, but you might want to start. Picking up just owning 12% of the leagues is Jamal Agnew. He's got 30 targets Agreed. the last four weeks and he has four return touchdowns this year. I said, I love guys who give you, you know, weird touchdowns. He's got three punt return and one kickoff return touchdown. Really low key people, you know, and uh, a sleeper start, you know, if you got him, you need help at tight end. Start Dan Arnold. He's averaging 10 uh, PPR points since he's joined the Jaguars. Started in under 20% of leagues. Decent ownership, but. I like him as a start this week. You know, the Colts aren't great against the tight end. Jordan, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said everything. The only thing I'd really add is um, just keep an eye on the the running back situation there. I really don't love Carlos Hyde, but Mm -hmm. he did get, I think, 21 carries last week with James Robinson out. Robinson's questionable. He's probably going to play, but if he doesn't, you know, just on volume alone, um, Hyde is worth a shot there. He is a guy who can get some goal line looks sometimes.
1: So little bowling ball guy, <laughs> right? Exactly.
2: I mean, if they any? carries, you know,
1: I, I got I got two kind of I guess sleeper picks. First one is I, I don't mind playing the Colts defense this week. I know they gave up, they got zero points against the Giants this week, but they're the number nine defense in fantasy. They have four double-digit point weeks. I would be fine playing the Colts. I think they can have 15-plus points. And then I expect this game to blow out. So Naeem Hines is someone that I think could get a reasonable reasonable amount of touches this week. You know, maybe 10, 12, 15 touches. Jonathan Taylor is going to eat. We all know that. But I think Hines is sneaky to have double digits and get a score or two.
2: Yeah, and I mean the other thing too with Taylor, which I've mentioned a a few weeks, is that the Colts don't like to overfeed him. He's ridiculously efficient, but he's not somebody who's getting – Thirty carries a game right. they're giving him 17 and he's turning it into 170
1: yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean but there's job going job to be leftover yeah. carries yeah Taylor hasn't had over 20
0: carries in a game yet this year
2: which is yeah, crazy. that's absolutely crazy. insane especially once you
0: saw what he did in college but well we'll keep moving on here we got the Lions at the Steelers I, I'm just gonna drop this DeAndre Swift is healthy he's 100% a go Quiet. I'm still taking my victory lap, the offseason, getting in the screaming matches over him. He is <laughs> awesome. You're starting him. I mean, Jamal Williams, you you probably still start him, too, because he's healthy. People like Jamal Williams. He's put up decent numbers here, and he's more of the lead back than Swift. You know, Swift's receiving numbers are off the charts. Other than that, another kind of dynasty deep dive I, guy I really like for the future, you know, stash on your bench, not start him, uh, is Amon Ross St. Brown. He is a guy you need to pick up once he gets a real QB next year when Detroit, you know, drafts one, hopefully a decent one. Uh, He's going to be their number one receiver. He is great. He's averaging four catches for 54 yards their last four games. He looks good right now.
1: I will say that Jamal Williams did miss practice today, so that's something. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, he did miss practice, so that means for me, like, Kind of shaky on starting him. Obviously, I love Swift. I'm going on the other side here, Mayor Kat. There's a guy I think that's worth a must-start tag now, and it's Uh-oh. Pat move of the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Yep. He's the number 15 tight end in fantasy, but don't let that fool you the past three weeks. It's at 13, 14, and 21 points. He's getting red zone targets. He's got three touchdowns, and he's got 20 targets in the last three weeks. Big Ben, what I've been saying all year, he doesn't like to throw the ball down the field. He dumps it off to Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, and guess who he also dumps it off to now? Pat Pat Fryer move. Also, Najee Harris was limited at practice today, kind of a surprise. I didn't really expect that. But if Najee is out or even limited, that's just going to make Fryer move's targets even more. So I like Fryer move as someone who I think you could just kind of plug in your tight end slot and don't have to really worry about it. And he's only owned in 42% of ESPN leagues. He's still available in 60% of them. Tight end's been a wasteland this year. Go pick him up and be confident starting him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In my opinion, Pat
2: Fryermuth is a top five tight end
1: in fantasy right now.
2: Um, The one play that I really, really loved from that game was a shovel pass because what that shows is they're getting Pat Fryermuth not only at the line of scrimmage, but close to the snap of the football. Which means if -hmm. there's a -hmm. not great handoff, Ben Roethlisberger fumbles the snap. Fryermuth is right there for a giveaway. And that's a point right there. For the reception, no matter how many yards he comes up with. One of the things yeah. that I love, that I really pay attention with tight ends is targets. Because, you know, you, you might have a tight end because a lot of times they get red zone looks. So it's easy to get a tight end that gets three uh, three targets. They catch two right. of them for 23 yards and a touchdown. And you're like, oh, that's 8.3 points right there. That's not bad. That's tough to duplicate, though. Friar <laughs> is getting targeted as much as most receivers um that you're going to look at in fantasy he's a tight end and a lot of those looks are again coming by the red zone he's becoming that sort of safety valve type of guy that ben roethlisberger feels good throwing with as you mentioned he doesn't like to throw it down the field anymore and as they saw found out you know the hard way last week they can't just hand it off to Najee harris every play harris was getting bottled up at the line of scrimmage constantly and now that he's questionable they might have to take the load off him a little bit i love pat fryer here and um before i uh hop off real quick and, you know, let somebody else speak. I did do a little humble brag about Alvin Kamara, so I do have to congratulate Meerkat. You were right. I was wrong about D'Andre Swift.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've been, meaning to, been
2: meaning to get you on so I could, you know, officially concede on that front. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that one. Right. That one. I, I, I was I just, just a guy I going. fell
0: in love with every off season. There's always one in this season. It was D'Andre yeah. But we but do about, have but
2: but I've always oh, said, you know, with uh, with Detroit stuff, like it, it was a situation where I need to see it to believe it. And yeah, he's proved it to me. Even, yep. Especially one of the things I love about him is that he's been questioned almost every week except this week. And he's played through that injury still and grinding. still put up great numbers. So mm-hmm.
0: and, and everybody guy just kind of brushed away the whole, like, he killed the guy thing. But, like, we, we <laughs> won't get into that. Um, okay, we got a question from Christian Crane. Uh, four and five, he's got Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, Coop Cup, A.J. Brown stacked at receiver there. It, Only Zeke at running back right now. He picked up Damian Harris. Is this enough for him to, you know, make a run? Or is he looking to make a trade? I mean, Damian Harris, I don't love him, but he's a workhorse. He's consistent. He's going to get the touches, the yards, the points. And, you know, you're deep at receiver there with Hill Cup and Brown. There's your flex, your receivers. You got Zeke and Damian. I don't think you need to, you know, risk trading a receiver for some sort of big running back splash this late in the season.
1: Right. My whole thing with fantasy is if you can make a trade that you like, then go ahead and make it. But I would not break up this receiving core. I love all three guys going forward. AJ Brown has looked great since he's healthy. We know what Cooper Cup has done. And Tyreek Hill has probably the highest ceiling of any wide receiver in fantasy. I think David Harris is a solid RB too behind Zeke. So I'm okay with keeping this team around. If you can, you know, maybe, you know, see what you have on your bench maybe package a few guys to get someone to help is a flex option that's fine but i would not break up this core if that's what you're wondering i know you're 4 and 5 probably got a little unlucky cuz this is a great roster i'm not sure what size league it is but a great roster nonetheless i'd keep this core around
2: yeah i mean if you're again look at your bench and look at your points scored and points against um, against the rest of the teams in your league because I know I've seen some teams that are four and five and I'm looking at the rosters and I'm like, I just got to mm-hmm. hold on to this lead a little bit longer because I don't want to see him in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, So you might have a much better team than what, it, than what your record seems to indicate. Um, right. But if not, if you do have a weak bench, consider moving Cooper Cup. I mean, the, the, his no, value is only no. going to go down. The value is insane. You, you know what I mean? You're, he's at a point now where you could flip him reasonably – for two RB2s. And if you're feeling very, very uh, unsure and and insecure about your your running back situation, he's a good player to swap for a one-to-two trade. I usually don't like doing that. I don't like giving up a stud for two lesser players. But if you're shallow enough, like I said, his value is never going to go up. You know, it can't go up any higher than it is now. It can only go down, especially with OBJ in the mix now. So if you can flip him for – I don't know, maybe you get like a a David Montgomery type and a... You know, because he's back off of IR and –
0: DeAndre Swift type because people are still undervaluing him (laughs) in fantasy. I
2: mean, (laughs) if you can get DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery for Cooper Cup, I mean, you need to make that trade yesterday. And he's got
0: OBJ on the bench too. So, I mean, (laughs) honestly, when you first set Cup, I think about it. though. I mean, not that I'm saying he's going to drop off at all, but his value is the highest it's going to get Mm -hmm. right now no matter what. he, You know, he can throw up 200 yards next week. I don't think it really shifts his trade value that much in fantasy – Uh, This far into the season, OBJ on your bench. I mean, you don't want both of those guys. I'm not saying feel confident starting OBJ in your flex, but you're not going to get much of a return that you're looking for for OBJ as you could cup and keeping both of them and having to start both of them. Is not something I would love doing right now, but we'll keep moving on. Thanks for the questions, guys. We love answering them. Keep firing them away when you got them. Uh, But next matchup we're looking at is the Browns and the Pats. We're still monitoring, what, the Nick Chubb situation? He hasn't posted back-to-back to put positives yet. Uh, Same with uh, Felton there in the backfield. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's on IR, so it's just my must-start is Dearness Johnson, whether Chubb plays or not. Um, Johnson still got to run the past few weeks with, you know, Chubb back after the incredible performance with them out 24 points. I mean, just anyone who starts at running back behind this offensive line this week is a must start, but I still think you start the Ernest Johnson. If Chubb comes back, I don't think they're going to rush him back from this. We've seen COVID fatigue be a real thing and now he's vaccinated and stuff. So we're not sure if it'll affect him like some other players. It has, But, you know, I I don't hate Dearness Johnson, and I'm fading Damian Harris in this one. He's very touchdown-reliant, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Not that he hasn't been consistent, not that we haven't been saying, you know, go out and get Damian Harris in the show so far in trade talks. But uh, seven touchdowns in nine games, a little touchdown-reliant against a Browns defense that's, you know, the best in the league against the rush, allowing less than 85 yards a game on the ground.
1: Yeah, there's really no one on New England I'm in love with. Maybe Hunter Henry if you need a tight end just because he – but he's also touchdown reliant too.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think I'm right there with you, Meerkat, Dearness Johnson. Even if Chubb plays, I think he's their second-best weapon. I wouldn't hate looking into Donovan Peoples-Jones if you need him because he is – proven to be that big play guy. He had another big touchdown last week, I think a 60-yarder. So he's someone you could play, but I don't really think this is going to be too high of a scoring game, so I'm trying to fade it from a fantasy perspective.
2: Yeah, I mean, Donald Peoples-Jones, he had a solid fantasy game in that he had 16.6 points, but he only had two catches on three right. targets. Yeah, he's big play-reliant. Yeah, you know and that I mean? was
1: how he was the the week before, yeah. too.
2: Right, I mean, he's he hasn't had more than – five catches in a game right. this season he's had five four two two one one and then he's missed three games so i mean i was high on him uh, a couple weeks ago when the first game when when chubb and um um hunt were were out
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: he hurt himself in the warm-ups and missed the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know and and steve was kind of railing on me about uh uh Devontae Parker being injury prone and whatnot and I was like, Well, you know a Peoples Jones and whatnot. So I mean, take it how you will. He is a a guy with upside, but don't get too excited about him. Right. If if you get him Deeper definitely definitely mm-hmm. want to pay attention to him. He is the opposite of a set it and forget it type of guy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And
0: he, He's a good, a better grab in like standard leagues because of that reason than PPR. He's not going to see a ton of touches, but when he gets the touches, they're most likely going to be a big play, a touchdown, a 50-yard bomb, that type of deal. But we'll move into the 4 p.m. slate here, kick it off with the Vikings and Chargers. Me and Stevie hate this from a gambling perspective. <laughs> um, you know, all the news about Delvin Cook surrounding him this week, all that stuff, what's going on with the domestic violence. No news about him being suspended or anything like that. There's an investigation. But, you know, if something comes out in the next few days, it, obviously Alexander Madison's a must start, obviously. But the only thing I'm really looking at this game is a must-add guy. I'm not saying you must start him this week, but if you're thin at tight end, you're not so sure you your number one, you got to throw Tyler Conklin on your bench. He's a tight end 16 right now. He's available in 70% of the leagues, nearly. And he's got over eight points in five of eight games this year. He's just a consistent guy. I, we, me and Stevie loved Irv Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. coming into this season. He gets hurt. They trade for Chris Herndon, who I've loved the past five fantasy seasons. <laughs> Hasn't done anything. Tyler Conklin stepped up. Kirk Cousins yeah. loves his touchdowns. Tight end. Just a guy that, you know, he's available in so many leagues. Get him on your bench. He is a, a reliable tight end. Not a big splash, big play type of guy. He won't give you a 30-point week here and there like a Travis Kelsey, obviously. But you can rely on him for five to ten points. Yeah, he's a yeah. really solid filling guy. He's actually he's yeah. only had one game
2: with less than uh, four targets. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Meerkat kind of stole the show for this game. I think it's pretty obvious on both sides the Vikings and the Chargers. You start the studs, you monitor the Delvin Cook situation if he's out. Obviously, Madison becomes a must start and probably a top 10 upside running back this week. But other than that, there's really no one deep on either team I like. You got the two number one A and B receivers on both teams Jefferson, Thielen, Allen, and Williams. You got the quarterbacks and you got the running backs. It's a pretty simple game.
2: Now, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Michael in speaking of the receivers? Because he had an incredibly hot start to the season, but yes. he's really tapered off for about a month now. I mean, is yeah. he still a must start, or is he kind of like a, a bench guy now?
1: I think you still have to yeah. start him. I think, I think you still have to start him, especially against this Vikings defense, which gives up a lot of points to receivers. Keenan Allen is definitely the number one, and I, I was saying that earlier in the year, even when Williams was going off, eventually Keenan Allen's going to emerge as the number one receiver in this offense. yeah, Oh And yeah. that his entire career. But Mike Williams is still someone I think has upside for 20 point weeks, and he can get a couple scores because he's just a huge target. He's a big target in the red zone too, so Mike Williams is someone i know he's had three straight single digit point weeks but i'm okay with him starting him still it's a good matchup i think it's going to be a high scoring game and He may not get you thirty points a week like it was doing early in the year, but he's not going to be as bad as he is with four or five point weeks. I think we'll find somewhere in the middle ground, right around the teens, where Mike Williams was.
0: He went from being a touchdown reliant guy to this year in the beginning of the year, at least proving he's an actual you know receiver too, who who could be getting targets in the middle parts of the field, the upper you know the back end, not just in the red zone. Uh, but yeah, he's tapered off. I think he's still a guy you start at your flex uh, if you need to. As a wide receiver, too, I don't love it. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on from this one then, and we'll head into the Panthers, Cardinals. I'm just saying start PJ Walker at all costs, baby. I'm starting him in a LA. league. <laughs> Even with the Cam signing, wow. I expect PJ Walker <laughs> to be the starter on Sunday. They're not going to throw Cam in after right. not playing this year on three days, all the COVID stuff. There's no chance Cam starting on Sunday uh pj walker this is his one time to shine maybe he can you know hold on to that starting job with a big performance even with all the nostalgia of cam coming back and such uh uh, uh, that's just a love play i don't have numbers for that don't actually start pj walker i'm an idiot uh kyler though he says he hopes to play sunday i don't know what you guys are thinking about colt mccoy or anyone else the arizona receivers i'll let you handle that real quick Where i could use the little boys room i'll be back in a second
1: I I think for the Panther side Jordan. I, I mean, it's pretty obvious. McCaffrey and DJ Moore obviously starts. I am fine dropping Robbie Anderson at this point. I gave him a long enough leash already, and he was getting a lot of targets, but the ta- past two weeks, four targets. I'm done with Robbie Anderson. I think you can drop him and get rid of him. And then on the other side for Arizona, there's just, you know, a lot of good weapons around. You don't know who's going to go off each week, but hey, Chase Edmonds is doubtful. He's probably not going to play. And we saw what James Conner did in a workhorse role. Now, yeah. I know James Conner isn't as talented as a a 40-points-a-week type of guy, and the Panthers' defense is much, much better than the 49ers' defense. But I think there are very few workhorse running backs in the NFL right now. You kind of get one with James Conner. I don't really think Eno Benjamin's going to cut into his work too much. So I think James Conner is a must-start this week.
2: Yeah, it's weird to... um to call him like a, a low end workhorse back because he's like not really all years. that good, but his skill set is that of a workhorse back. He can do it all. Right. He can work at the goal line. He can catch passes sometimes. Um, so, I mean, I would de- I, you definitely got to start him without with no chase Edmonds in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Robbie Anderson, and it's not even just like the low catches. I'm looking at his stats. He's only had two games all season where he's caught oh, at he's, least half of his targets. Yeah, he's been bad. And that <laughs> he's was, been and bad. one of those one of those games was he only had two targets and he caught one of them for eight yards. Mm-hmm. The other one he caught three or six. I,
0: I mean, think he's droppable
2: now, right? I would yeah. say so. I mean yeah. one of the things I yep. love is targets for for pass catchers because, you know, there's a certain assumption that we make that when you make it to the NFL as a pass catcher that you have good hands. Mm-hmm. And I mean he's just he's dropping everything. Yeah. No, I and agree. I mean I, I you know he doesn't have the greatest quarterback on in the football but that doesn't matter in fantasy we just care about the points and they're not coming for him. Uh yeah. especially with Christian McCaffrey back in the lineup he's going to take more um targets than uh Chuba right. Hubbard does. and with PJ Walker I mean he's not a no disrespect to you know our our sweet prince, but he's not a 400-yard <laughs> type of passing guy, you
0: know. Right. In the XFL, he is. Not a foul. While I was gone, we got bombarded with questions from our front ray gamer. We love to see it. We have three questions coming oh, up. We'll Let's each just take one rapid of them to run fire. Let's Rapid fire. Us. Rapid fire. Sure. I'll take the first. Stevie the second. Jordan, you close it out. First off, Mike Gusecki versus the Ravens tonight with Presetic quarterback or play Dalton Schultz versus the Falcons or Dawson, Dawson Knox coming back versus the Jets standard pick one. I want mm. to say Dawson Knox. Trust me, touchdown reliant a bit, I guess. But coming back off that hand injury, it scares me. I'm probably going with Dalton Schultz there against the Falcons, who aren't great against the tight end. Schultz is consistent, and um, he's escaping my mind right now. The other tight end, Blake Jarwin, is it? Blake or- is, Darwin, is yeah, out yeah. for the year. Is out for is out now. Yeah. So it's Dalton Schultz's tight end show. I like Dak to have a big bounce back game. I'm going Dalton Schultz then up for Stevie. Start one. Rashad Bateman tonight versus the Dolphins. Brandon Ayuk versus your Rams. Hunter Renfro versus the Chiefs. Or Kirk versus the Panthers, if Kyler plays. And Hopkins is questionable right now. A.J. Green still banged, to Stevie... I away. mean,
1: I think this one's obvious. As much as I like Rashad Bateman, Hunter Renfro is a must start for me now. Only once is he hasn't had double sequence of PPR. I know it's a standard league, but he's getting targets. He had eight and nine targets the last two weeks. There's no more rugs. I don't think Deshaun Jackson's going to have a huge role. And you know what? Even in standard leagues, I know he may need a touchdown, but I think he's going to start getting it. He got a touchdown last week. He had 10.9 points in a standard league. I would
0: play Hunter Renfro out of anyone here. All right, love it. And then Jordan, fire away. Last Let's quick see. take question. Should I trade Kyler Murray and Delvin Cook for Tom Brady and DK Metcalf? He already has Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, C.E.H., Kareem Hunt, and Alexander Madison. It would take away his worries about the flex spot right now. I mean, it makes sense with, you know, Madison, C.E.H., Montgomery's injury. Jordan, are you doing this trade? Oh, boy. Um, I mean,
2: it's, it's tough because – I love all those running backs. The problem is they're pretty much all hurt and you know, th- your bench is going to be great, but if they don't play all of a sudden, you're looking at picking up guys off the, the waiver. wire. Right. I'm assuming if you're looking at DK Metcalf, that you are pretty thin at receiver. So mm. I'm going to say, uh, I mean, I, 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 don't think, I don't see how you can really realistically make it this week because Chubb's probably not going to play. I mean, you're probably going to get Montgomery. Edwards, Alaire is hurt. Hunt's not going to play. Madison, for now at least, is still a, a backup type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like Tom Brady because I can't believe I'm saying that as a Bills fan. That feels so weird. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's one of the top scoring quarterbacks in fantasy. He's consistent. You know he's going to be there. Um, but I would wait another week. Hopefully Kyler Murray heals up, and then you get a better – um, trade value for him, so I would say wait a week on this one if you could.
0: Yeah, he's got Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Higgins and Bateman. So yeah, he's set he's it. Got Receiver, good receivers. Cut. Yeah, right.
2: I, I wouldn't make this trade. Then I think you need the running back help more. Just because right away, gonna, I'm not sober. doing that.
0: Yeah, maybe for the future, I'm doing it with you know the Cook stuff coming out around him. But Tom Brady, uh, you know, he's he's just lighting it up and this he- year.
1: And he doesn't need to be worried about Delvin Cook because he has his handcuff with Madison. So Cook's
0: an absolute stud. If something Uh, happens uh, with Cook, you got Madison, who's the best backup in the NFL. The more we break this down, getting the receiver matches, the more I'm like, yeah, don't don't trade this, even though I don't love Kyler Murray the Mm -hmm. rest of the season. His injuries, he just gets injured every year midway through the season, and then it lingers the rest of the season. He's never the same as when he lights it up in the beginning of the year. Oh, it's, this a, it's a, is a good pl- trade. I just don't think you can afford it if you're running back. For, a plan English. for next week, he says. Love it. Love it. Okay, love it then. If it was this week, I'd say – if it was like desperation move for the, before this Sunday, <laughs> I'm like, no chance. Next week, go for it. And uh, Harry Wolf, what's up? What's, what's up? up, Yao
1: Ming? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up, Harry? Love y'all? it. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get back into the slate here. We only got four games left to cover for you guys. The next one is the Eagles at the Broncos. This one's just a, a quick one for me. It's just time to trust Devontae Williams. He's gonna be rostered everywhere in your leagues, but he's yeah. not being he's not a heavy start right now. Just started fifty percent of leagues last week. Now he's a bit inconsistent, but he's got four double-digit point games, seven games over eight and a half points in PPR so far this year, and they're trusting him more. Even with Gordon still being solid and the Broncos' O line be, currently being a shit show, Jamonte Williams they want him to take over, and I think they eased him into the offense in a in the right way where you get him involved early, but you're not trusting him too much to be the top guy. And then he earns the trust, which he's been doing. It's time to trust Devontae Williams. Jordan, what are you looking at?
2: Yeah. I mean, they're definitely trying to integrate Javante Williams, Williams more. Um, I mean, ironically, Melvin Gordon got 21 touches, but Devontae Williams still got 17. I mean, those are RB one mm-hmm. touches. I'm, I actually have Melvin Gordon in one of my leagues. I'm trying to move him, but I'm trying to get the mm-hmm. right deal, the right price because he's still got I mean, value. He's, he's producing as a, as a yeah. middle tier wide. I mean, uh, running back too. you know, so I need to get the right value right. for him, but I do kind of want to move on from him because it's just, it's a shaky situation. And, you know, I just feel like you're, you're, you're never really more than a week or two away from that uh, dynamic shifting and going from a, you know, co-leads to a clear one, two. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think receivers are pretty, pretty standard. I mean, you're going to start Sutton, even though he, he doesn't always have a great week. Um, But I don't think this passing offense really supports a whole lot behind him. So, but I I agree with what you said. I think that Javante Williams is going to be the lead back. He's the, he's the guy you want to own,
0: especially in dynasty. Definitely. Stevie, what are you cooking up here? The
1: only thing I'm going to say here is I think Jerry Judy is now the number one receiving target for the Broncos. He kind of, you saw, come back from injury at the same amount of targets as Cortland Sutton the first week. and this past week, he had more targets than him. And Jerry Judy is looking like that top pick that he was out of Alabama. He is running some incredible routes, and I think he's going to be – Maybe a potential league winner. He's got a ton of upside. I love what Judy brings to this offense. I think Jerry Judy should be a pretty close to a must start going forward. Yeah, I think we're back to what Meerkat was talking about. Uh, and I think you see,
2: too, um, way earlier in the season just being mad about how you, you got all this talent at wide
0: receiver, but yep. you don't have a, a quarterback situation exactly. that can –
2: if we weren't even talking, talking
0: about Tim Patrick back then, too. Who Tim right. Patrick is a guy you want to start in fantasy right now. The consistency wow. is insane. Um, we have a ton of questions right now. Actually, not a ton. We just got some chat going on between Harry and Ray Gamer. We love to see you guys interacting in the chat right now. Yeah. Ray or uh, Harry does have a question. Yao, our resident up, Yao, <laughs> start to PPR. We'll each just give our two out right away. We'll see what we think. No reasoning behind it. Javante, Freeman. Bateman, Dylan, Bolden, Thomas, Peterson. I am going with Javante Bateman here. Stevie, who are your two? The exact same two, Javante and Bateman. Jordan, your two.
2: I'm gonna go Javante, but I like Peterson, man.
0: Oh no. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> in a PPR too, in a PPR too. In he does PPR. Just... I'm to... He threw
2: an icy spin move last week. I said, oh my <laughs> goodness, I haven't seen him do this since I was in high
1: school. All right, so at um, least you know you're starting Javante. We all said Javante.
0: Yeah, start, start Javante. Javante. He updated it with Tim Patrick. No reasoning again. Are you guys changing? Steve no. Javante Jordan, and Bateman. Are you changing?
2: No, I mean, ba- Bateman's my third. I'm um, Javante, just... Bateman,
0: even though I just hyped up Tim Patrick. I like Bateman a little more than Patrick's <sighs> consistency. Another one here from Jared. He needs some advice. We got advice for you, Jared. Pick top three running backs for standard non-PPR this week. Nice and easy. We love that. Miles Gaskin. Michael Carter, Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman. We'll do the same thing. We'll just pick three. I'm going with Michael Carter, Jordan Howard. It disgusts me. Disgusts me. And Devonta Freeman. I'm going with the same three.
1: Since it's standard, I can get away with starting Jordan Howard because he's just a goal line, exactly. touchdown dependent back, and that's what he's been in these first two games where he's gotten touches. I don't want to play anyone for this Miami offense against the Ravens, So, and I don't want to play on Thursday. Miles guessing on Thursday makes me sick. Michael Carter, Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman.
2: Yeah, Steve yep. hates his Thursday games. <laughs> yeah, You can't trust him. Uh, yeah, so definitely give me Michael Carter. Since it's non-PPR, I'm going to take Jordan Howard and Devonta mm-hmm. Freeman just because so much of Miles Gaskin's game is passive, If it was PPR, 100%. I would lean Gaskin over Freeman just because Howard's getting a lot of work yeah. all of a sudden.
0: so See, I, I'd probably trust Jordan Howard the least of the three there. I'm going Michael Carter as your number one guy. You need in, a honestly. touchdown Freeman for Howard. That's and, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. but, uh, Howard was getting looks right off of the practice mm-hmm. squad, which is insane, and they stashed him there for a reason. But, uh, you know, it, that's a weird one. Oh, we got, see, I love you guys talking in the chat. Harry and Ray Gamer, best friends. We love it going down right (laughs) now. Uh, Our next matchup here is the Seahawks at the Packers. Um, I'm just I got a quick scoop and start for you guys. It's Gerald Everett. He's tight on 36 right now. He's available okay. in a ton of leagues. He's not being started at any. And he's been disappeared since Russell Wilson left. But those three games with Russell Wilson, he had two t- 10 plus point PPR performances. And Russell Wilson likes using his tight ends. Gerald Everett is talented, Stevie. You know Gerald Everett from his days yeah, in LA. But he's a good enough guy where I think you he's worth a start at tight end. If you don't have one of the top, you know, six, seven. maybe eight guys these are the guys you need to start looking at you know and I think Gerald Everett's one of those guys with Wilson coming back uh Jordan what are you thinking of
2: yeah I mean I don't necessarily love Gerald Everett in the fantasy sense but if you're one of those guys that you you didn't draft a great tight end maybe Mm -hmm. somebody got hurt for you um you know maybe you drafted Irv Smith and then he's out for the year and you missed the boat on picking up guys like Um, Dawson Knox Dalton Schultz you know these other guys who've kind of emerged you just missed out on Pat Fryer moves because you weren't high enough in the waiver order Gerald Everett's definitely an option Um, but I do think there are are plenty of guys better he's definitely a a back-end starter to me Um, I mean if Wilson comes back obviously that helps things a bit Um, on the Green Bay side of things I don't even think we really need to I don't think there's much to
1: say you you start the big three and that's pretty much it (laughs) I will say if Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm okay as Alan Lazard as a flex option. This is all reliant on if Aaron Rodgers plays. Lazard, three touchdowns in his last three games. He had 11 targets in the two games with Rodgers. Only one target with Jordan Love, who played really bad. But, hey, he got the touchdown. Lazard, I think, is the number two wide out now. I think he's ahead of Cobb. I think he's ahead of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And the Seahawks defense is really, really, really bad, especially against the pass. If Rodgers plays, this is only if he plays, I'm okay starting Alan Lazard. But if Rodgers doesn't play, how do you feel about the
2: 27th ranked Seahawks defense?
0: Um, uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> that's that's how I feel right there. Uh. <laughs> we got some we got some more questions from our boy Yao Harry Wolf in the chat. We'll just, we'll just give our name again. Should I start Kyler, Carr, or Wentz this week? Now, Ray Gamer did chime in. He thinks it's Wentz of Kyler's out. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll start with you, Jordan. Give your name, then Stevie, and then I'll go. I would go
2: with Carr. I mean, he's playing the Chiefs this week. That's not a good secondary. It's a divisional game. They're trying to bounce back. I mean, there is a lot of drama going on with that team. But Derek Carr has shown himself to be a great leader, and I think that if he's trying to lead his team through this, he's put up solid numbers. But you really can't go wrong with any of these guys if they play.
1: Yeah. I I mean, play Kyler if he's healthy. If he's he's starting, play Kyler. And the nice thing is the Chiefs-Raiders game is at 8, so if you know Kyler's out, you can just bench him
0: and put Carr right in there. Pretty easy. I agree with Jordan, though. I think even if Kyler's starting, I'm starting Carr here. I don't oh. trust Kyler with the injuries, the wide receiver stuff going on right now. I think Carr is the safest option, who will still get you points heading into this week. Then Harry just asked, should he pick up Jeff Wilson, ask Collins, and Hyde to drop anyone with the players you listed before? I would not drop anyone you have right now for any of those three. Alex Collins maybe priority because James Robinson is going to be back, if not this week, next week. at mm-hmm. Alex Collins, you know, with Chris Carson out, has been seeing a lot of touches but just not producing. I don't, Do not do you guys think he should make any of them a priority?
1: Um, No priority, but I would just keep an eye on Jeff Wilson in this year since the 49ers do like him. I'm curious to see what he'll be the more and more he gets healthy. But right now, not worth it.
2: Yeah, Jeff Wilson's really an enigma because he was not really in their plans for last year until a bunch of guys got injured, Mm -hmm. and then he kind of became a darling and then was immediately hurt. So now they've had to kind of go, we think, farther behind him on the depth chart, but we're not really sure because we haven't really seen all these guys together healthy to see where they measure up. So definitely an interesting situation. It's absolutely worth monitoring. Um, As far as Carlos Hyde, I mean, I definitely wouldn't go dropping anybody like James Robinson or anything like for Carlos Hyde. Um, It's just, you know, if you need somebody, he's probably going to get enough work to be, you know, uh, valuable, but he's not all that efficient with the
0: football. So, No, 100% there. Yeah, I don't think any of those guys are people you want to jump all over. We got another question from Jared hopping in here. What do you guys think about Hawkinson versus Dawson Knox for a standard non-PPR this week? Uh, I'd probably still go Hawkinson. You don't know what you're getting without knocks off IR. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, Hawkinson hasn't scored since week two, which sucks a bit for him, but he's still – yeah, we're all Hawkinson there, Jared. Feel safe starting a TJ there. Um, and then, you know, we only got two matchups left, boys. We'll go into Sunday Night Football right now. Chiefs, Raiders, me and Jordan just said we both like Derek Carr this week. Uh, Stevie, what are you looking at? Well the Chiefs is the obvious it's just the big three and the starting just running like, back, Tyreka, which is Darrell Williams.
1: You know. It's you don't we don't even have to discuss the Chiefs. That's how obvious it is. For the Raiders, I brought him up earlier. I love Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro, I mean I know shout out Ty B. He's been <laughs> hyping up Hunter Renfro all year long. I love Hunter Renfro. I'm fine starting him against this Chiefs team. That's really it for besides the obvious picks because, obviously, you're starting Waller, you're starting Jacobs, you're starting Carr. They, this isn't a hard game for me. Hunter Renfro is the only one maybe you can make a case to the but start Hunter Renfro. He's must-start for me.
0: Yeah, I agree with when you said. I don't really have anything to add. Uh, I just got one guy here. Another kind of scoop and start play if you're desperate right now or just scoop, store, see what he does this week. It's it's stupid. It's obvious, but it's also really not. uh, It's stupid. It's It's Deshaun Jackson. You saw Henry Ruggs. You saw Henry Ruggs, you know – Impact leaving the team, not just you know what happened, but last right. week they had nobody to stretch the field. Derek Carla Cloth. Ruggs was good. He was averaging nearly 70 yards per game in this offense. They don't have the speed, sir. Deshaun Jackson still showed some flashes in LA. He's got that speed. He can still stretch the field. He can catch a football still. He's old. I don't love it, but I am definitely going to be taking a waiver uh look at Deshaun Waxon Deshaun Waxon Jackson. in some of my leagues. <laughs> he's, he's waxing on him, guys. He's what, 30? Four years old, still waxing on him. (laughs) We got uh, one matchup (laughs) left in the books. Monday night football, uh, the L.A. Rams with Odell Beckham Jr. I feel like we talked about the Rams so much already without actually getting to the Rams versus the 49ers. I mean, storylines, there's Odell here. Are we buying into Elijah Mitchell as a starter? Debo obviously is a must-start guy, but what about I? I mean, Stevie, these are your Rams. You, You kick it off.
1: So I will say for the 49ers side first, I, I think Jalen Ramsey's going to have to just shadow Debo at this point because they didn't when they used to play the 49ers and Debo shredded them, which means IU could be sneaky because I think they could actually move the ball. He's been involved in the offense more. He's got 15 targets, 10 catches in the last two weeks. He's actually finally starting to get work. And he's looked good. So Ayuk is someone I think is a sneaky flex option. The Rams side, it's been obvious the same thing all year. Stafford, the two receivers, Cup, Woods, and Henderson. Higby, yeah, because tight ends are bad, you can start him. I'm not trusting Odell yet. Odell is a wait and see for me. I think you should keep him on your bench this week. But that's really that's really all I got.
2: Well, I don't even think Odell is playing this
0: week, is he?
1: Who knows? Two well, I, I
0: think just he he won't be. I don't think because of the COVID stuff. I think with the joining the new mm-hmm. team and stuff, there's like a yeah. forty-eight hour period before right. you can even like enter the facilities. So it just happened kind of late, but. Odell, you know, he's a guy you might be looking to trade for. I, You know, I didn't have much in this game. You know, it, it's all pretty yeah. obvious. You're starting Cup, you're starting Daryl Henderson, even if you don't like it. I mean, you're starting these guys on the 49ers that stand out with Elijah Mitchell, starting Devo. You know, this. Uh, and they back. Is yeah. Huge. Yeah. Kittle's healthy in Kittle. the
1: Rams, weakest part of their defense is their linebackers. So George well, Kittle should, could have a big well, game. Kittle was just downgraded to questionable today. And so definitely
2: it definitely want to keep an eye on that just because it is the yeah. Monday night game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if everyone else on your team has already played and they're locked in, you don't have any bench players left, you're stuck starting Kittle if he doesn't play. So you might want to make sure that you have an extra space just in case you need to pick up like a, a Ross Dwelly or something like that. But honestly, mm-hmm. I'm okay if you got Kittle, if you want to play a different tight end and put Kittle in as potentially a flex or even just even just bench him just because he is so close to um coming off of an injury you know he only came back last week and yeah he exploded but also you know he seemed to be healthy and now he's questionable again he might have re-aggravated something and you don't really you really don't want to get stranded on monday night
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's all fair there but that'll do it for us guys i Everyone who's commenting, asking us questions, we love you guys. We're here we for you. We hope you. we give you good advice. Yeah, we appreciate you. Keep coming back next week. We'll be here 6 p.m. again. We'll, hopefully we're taking some victory laps. Hopefully we got some good news. You guys are coming back in the chat hyped, and you're not coming in tearing our heads off for <laughs> telling you not to trade Delvin Cook this week when he gets the year suspension tomorrow. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Other than that, that'll do it from me, yeah. Meerkat, from some guy named Steve and George. In. we'll be posting content throughout the week for you guys. Everything will be posted to you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. The YouTube will be up. If you've got any questions heading into Sunday, just refer here. We got you, folks, and we'll see you next week. And Good- if not, feel